Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. It's... An NFL on CBS doubleheader as the Colts try to silence the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Or Tennessee clashes with Carolina, followed by Rodgers and the Packers heading out west to battle the Chargers. It all begins with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. Our toll-free line, uh, 855-2124-CBS, brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Chris Russell is our buddy from the fan in D.C. As the series goes back to Houston for game six tomorrow night against the Astros. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man. How's everything? Hey, how are you? My man. So, uh... Like, what the hell happened in those three games in uh, D.C.? Well, where do we start? Um, first of all, I think they were tight, number one, uh, which is weird because you just kicked Verlander and Garrett Cole's ass in Houston, right? You'd think you'd be anything but tight. You'd be loose, especially this team, which has been dancing all we all year long in the dugout uh, and doing this uh, the, this baby shark thing every time. Uh, Gerardo Parra comes up, but but I think they were tight. I think they put too much pressure on themselves at home to maybe sweep, get it done in five, to win the World Series, uh, and maybe they just, again, tried to overdo it a little bit too much against Granke starting Friday night and, and the kid uh, who, you know, really nobody ever heard of on Saturday night. And then, of course, by the time you get to Sunday, it's Garrett Cole, and he's just throwing darts. So, Scotty, I would say this. They didn't hit a lick at all. Just one run in each of these games. Uh, one home run, and that was last night when the game was already kind of one-sided. Um, in terms of Juan Soto, uh, they were terrible with runners in scoring position. I think they were 1-21 of 21 for the three games in Washington, and that one hit did not score a run. Uh, they hit into timely do- or untimely double plays. They expanded the strike zone. They got they got a bad strike zone last night. I think we all saw that. Uh, and then the starting pitching, quite honestly, wasn't good enough. I mean, Max Scherzer gets scratched. I'm sure we're going to get there. But Ross gave up a couple of bombs. Um, Anibal Sanchez was not great. I guess he competed. And Patrick Corbin stunk on Saturday night. So it was kind of a, you know, a colossal failure in, in pretty much every way for the Nationals. I cannot even, for the life of me, figure out what happened to Max Scherzer. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Like, how did this even happen? I mean, it, it sounds like, uh, for me, like when I heard him talking about he can't lift his arm, his neck, he can't move his neck. I mean, what, did he get in a car wreck? I, I don't understand. How did this guy wake up with these problems? What, does he sleep on his head? <laughs> um, so he had something similar, uh, Scott, two years ago, which cost him a couple of starts down the stretch of 
the month of September. And it was, again, I don't, I don't know if it was exactly similar, but it was in the, the, the same area. Uh, kind of, he woke up one morning uh, and said he slept wrong and he had this neck pain. And then this happened out of the clear blue sky. Like he showed up apparently Saturday feeling it before game four, met with the media, nobody knew a thing, and then woke up game five, even after therapy and whatever, and whatever they tried to do on Saturday, uh, he woke up Sunday morning, yesterday morning, game five, in even more pain. So whatever they tried to do, clearly it did not respond, did not work. They gave him a cortisone shot. They, They say they hope hope he'll be able to go for a potential game seven. Now, uh, you know, just in, in bumping around and talking to a, a few people, just nothing major. So I don't want to overstate it. Uh, the confidence level is kind of low that he's going to be able to do that, even if they can win on Tuesday night and force a game seven. So I probably would guess at this point that you're not going to see Scherzer again, but this is concerning because he had a back injury that was weird all this year. The second half of the season, he's been hurt. I don't want to say the entire time, but he's been hurt a a lot, and they've still got, you know, a couple of years left on this contract and a lot of money, and Strasburg can opt out of this contract. (laughs) So there could be in a really, really tough situation, never mind just for Game 7, but also moving forward. Yeah, I don't even know. Chris Russell from the Fan of D.C. with us. I don't even, you know, beyond, like, worry, I got to worry about tomorrow. I mean, I'm not worried about off-season. I'm not worried about his neck or his arm or any of this other stuff down the road. The bottom line is, like, I think it's funny to to me how everybody just thinks they're going to be a game seven because Mm -hmm. uh, they have Strasburg going. Strasburg, would you even be willing to admit that he's pitched a lot and he might just – how many innings can he even give him on uh, tomorrow night? And, And, like – I don't even think they can win the game tomorrow night. I, I really well, don't. I, I mean, I don't know if, they, if they're if they going to win tomorrow night, but I, I would say they have a better chance, Scotty, of winning tomorrow night and then losing game seven. I could see that scenario more than – and obviously if they don't win tomorrow night, there is no game seven. But, I, I mean, I, I feel fairly okay about Strasburg. But here's the thing. If they don't hit a lick, it doesn't matter. Strasburg could go out there and deal for seven innings – you know, two runs or less and be great. And if they don't get their offense woken up, maybe it, it, it maybe it gets a jolt going back to Minute Maid, which is a good hitter's ballpark with the roof closed. I assume they'll keep the roof closed like they did in games one and two where they, you know, racked up, I think it was 18 runs over the two innings or over the two games, I should say. But it doesn't matter what Strasburg does if they don't hit, if they don't hit in the clutch, if they don't hit with runners in scoring position. Uh, but as far as Strasburg, he battled his way through six innings last Wednesday night, so he'll be on full rest. That's a thing they wanted to avoid. They could have brought Scott Strasburg back last night instead of Joe Ross, but he would have been pitching on three days rest. So they wanted him on the full rest. I think he gives Justin Verlander a run for his money. I think he gives the Astros a run for them. I don't know if it'll be good enough. But the bottom line is, is I think they manage the Strasburg situation as well as you could imagine this year because this guy's always been hurt, Pharrell, and this is the first year. This is the first year where he's made every single start, assuming that he makes it through tomorrow night. I can't even believe after what they did in Houston in those two games that they went home and laid that kind of an egg. I mean, honestly, I, I can't even believe it. It got so bad, I couldn't even watch it. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, know. it was so bad. Like, I was like, 
it was a night and day. I, I, how, how do you explain? I can't even fathom what happened to him. Like they literally went ice cold and, and overnight. I don't understand how you could win eight games in a row, score 12 runs in game two, whatever it was, 13 runs, and then never hit again in the World Series. That to me is the most amazing thing about this World Series is how a team that was that hot became that cold instantaneously. I mean, you would have expected that games one and two, right? If you were going to get that, you would have expected that against Cole Verlander first time in the World Series. They had seven days off in between the NLCS when they swept the Cardinals and then the Astros, right? You would have expected that if that was going to happen out of a shoot. For it to happen the way it did games three, four, and five, and I would tell you this, uh, and then, you know, people in D.C., there are a number of fans, and you could go, I mean, not not a surprise, right, that paid $1,000 a ticket, maybe $1,200 a ticket, Scotty. They're upset because not only did they lose and lose all three games, but again, neither Really, none of these games were competitive. I mean, one was worse than the other. I was encouraged somewhat when I did my post-game show on Friday night after game three. I was encouraged by Friday night where, you know, they, they blew a couple of opportunities. They left a bunch of guys on base. They just didn't get the big hit. I thought, oh, for sure they're going to get one of these two, if not, you know, both of these two to finish off the series. And then it got worse, again, progressively worse. The starting pitching was terrible. The defense was spotty. It was okay at times. But the hitting and just in mass from top to bottom, Trey Turner's not hitting. Uh, Anthony Rendon is not hitting. Juan Soto has had a pretty good series, had a couple big hits, but he's also had a couple of big uh, a, a, a couple of big at-bats where he just, you know, really did not look good up there. And I can go on down the line. A guy like Victor Robles, who's fast, really fast, maybe the second fastest guy on the team, he's hit into two huge double plays with runners in scoring position all over the place in two of these three games. So it's just been a colossal failure across the board. I have no idea how, why. Uh, maybe it's the baseball game. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's just – Again, they thought they maybe had the Astros right where they want them, and then they were a little bit too overconfident. Or maybe they were just, again, a little too uptight playing in front of 44,000 uh, and, and, you know, screaming Nats fans at Nationals Park in the biggest stage in baseball. Do they, think, do they baseball. think that they're like um... – if they lose, uh, no one is, are people going to be mad, or they just don't? Are they going to be like, "Well, we gave them a hell of a run, and yeah. it was a great year"? What, what are they going to be like, the fans? I think most Nationals fans are going to be like, "Oh, this was a great season. This is, you know, this is gravy. You know, this is the icing on the cake." Whereas I think you should be frustrated. I think you should be disappointed. I don't think you can be angry because. Again, they were 19 and 31 on Memorial Day weekend. Nobody expected this. They weren't even expected. They had a 1% chance, Scott, of making the playoffs on Memorial Day weekend. 1%, and here they are in the World Series. So even if they go down in six or seven, I don't think anybody should be angry or upset, but I can understand because I am, I would be, I think they are. I can understand the disappointment and frustration because you had a 2 nothing series lead and then it completely collapsed on you. But we've seen this before, right? In 96, the, the Braves took a 2 nothing lead over the Yankees uh, at Yankee Stadium. Yankees won the Final Four, right? It's happened. We know what happened between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Different set of circumstances back in 2004. But this stuff happens where teams get maybe a little overjuiced, a little overconfident, a little too uh, maybe feeling good about themselves, and then they just completely take a 
well, you know, they yeah. completely throw up. Are they the are, are they mad at uh, like are people uh, freaking out about the Ump Lance Barksdale's calls? Yeah, yeah, they weren't happy. I mean, the fans obviously let him know about it um, last night at Nationals Park. A lot of media, a lot of people. You know, the favorite thing that we do around here, Scotty, is we blow up the MLB.com at bat thing with the pitch zone and all that stuff to just show how smart we are and to how show how ridiculous the the home plate umpire is. You know, here's the one thing that I would say. The home plate umpires need to be better. I, I'm not suggesting that that guy was good last night, but let's let's call it what it is. Why do we expect home plate umpires to be perfect within, you know, I mean, we're talking about an inch or two inches off the plate. Why do we expect them to be perfect? We don't expect players to be perfect. We don't expect teams to be perfect. We don't expect pitchers to be perfect. We don't expect managers to be perfect, but yet we expect the home plate umpire to be perfect. I'm not saying that they're good or good enough. I'm not saying that they didn't help out the Astros last night, but let's just hold off on this. Well, that's the reason why we lost thing, because that's not true, at least in my opinion. Can you believe that that uh, game and then immediately people started saying they need robot umps? People have been calling around here, you know, colleagues of mine, people that I really love and respect, they, they all want the robot umps. I know they're trying it down in the Atlantic League. Listen, I, Scott, I, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're in favor of it. I'm in favor of the human element as much as you possibly can. So to me, I, first of all, there's no way the umpires union is going to go for it. Number two, again, I don't think these guys are as bad as people paint them out to be. I mean, they get 92, 91, 93%. I mean, I watch it all on Twitter and these all these weird Twitter feeds, umpire auditor and all this stuff. You know, 92, 93%. Hey, that's better than most baseball. Again, I, I keep saying, why do we expect 100% perfection from umpires, but yet we're willing to say, oh, okay, well, you know, if, if a guy strikes out in a key spot, no big deal. Try again, you know, the next time. Well, uh, no, okay. I mean, either we expect perfection or we don't expect perfection, and we have to live with some of the flaws of the game. Yeah, there's no such thing as uh, perfection in uh, in sports, to be honest. Uh, in terms of, you know, refing and, and calls and, and guys uh, performing, uh, even, you know, in, certainly in baseball. I mean, my God, yeah. uh, these guys now get two hits in ten, and they make $20 million. It's amazing to me. <laughs> but uh, the umps, I, I, I still, I have a hard time uh, grasping uh, a, a computer calling the game. I really do. I like to uh, have a home plate umpire at least. I, I may not, I don't know if we need as many umpires on the field as they have, but I think you need the home plate ump calling balls and strikes like they've always done. The day they use an, uh, a robot or a computer to do uh, to call balls and strikes, I think the game's uh, ruined. I think it's I think it's over then, and then it, you might as well not even play. I really I don't I'm, even. I'm with you. I, I mean, I don't I don't love it. I I could be I I would be willing to kind of consider some things, but there are much greater issues in baseball, i.e. the unlimited pitching changes, and I know we're going to see some changes to that, uh, Pharrell. Um, you know, that is what's killing this game. And I know you love baseball. I've been watching baseball growing up in New York for 40 years. Um, you know, I love baseball, and it, I, it's hard to stay with some of these four-hour games uh, that last past midnight right. on the East Coast because of the unlimited pitching. Torture. Let's fix that before we worry about the strike zone. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. The, uh, the game the other night that took four hours, I wanted to puke. I was sitting here, what was it, Friday <laughs> night? I was like, oh, my God, this yeah. game just yeah. won't end. It was unbelievable. Great stuff tonight, Chris. Always a pleasure to have you on the bench, brother. I uh, appreciate yeah. you.
Thanks, pal. Appreciate you having right. me on. All right, Chris Russell from The Fan in D.C., 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS. John in Alabama, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, hey, uh, you know, last week you were talking about some of these uh, head-scratching uh, manager decisions like the Padres, right. some of these other teams. What's, uh, how come no one ever talks about Dusty Baker anymore? I mean, he's seemed, he wins. I mean, he's not a World Series-level guy, but he at least wins. Yeah, I love Dusty. I'm friends with him. I've always uh, enjoyed him and uh, uh, been buddies with him uh, going back to my days in uh, San Francisco when he was the Giants manager. He's always been really cool to me. I love Dusty. I think the world of him. But um, I got to be honest with you. I think that the game has changed now, to be honest. Am I wrong that there's really no one left that they're going to hire? And I hate to say it, but that's 70 years old. They're just not doing it anymore. These guys are they're hiring guys in their thirties. They're hiring baseball players that just got done playing that have been retired for five weeks. You know, the Ross deal, um, you know, everybody's made him out to be I, I'm getting a little uh sick and tired of the and bored with everyone's a genius. Uh it's it started in the NFL with this McVeigh guy. He but he's about as much of a genius as that Super Bowl game he coached. And then uh, he's about as much of a genius as some of their games they've played this year. So uh, I'm I'm having a hard time absorbing that that what's his name John Ross David Ross. That's how bad it is. I don't even know his name. That he's a genius too because I've heard he's a genius and that all these guys are geniuses and just stop already. It makes me sick to my stomach. I mean. Uh, or that he commands respect in the in the locker room or whatever the Pharrell that means. Uh, you know, that players, uh, he's going to be able to yell at players that he coached or that he played with and now he'll be their uh, manager and all this other nonsense. Um, the bottom line is uh, that's what they're doing now. The Aaron Boone, that's what, you know, I think the Aaron Boone hiring – uh, led to this hiring, to be honest with you, that like a broadcaster or a player could manage uh, in their first job. You know, their first job out of baseball is to manage. Uh, that's amazing to me, if you ask me, Carver High. It really is. Uh, now, I'll give him time, and I'm not going to sit here and claim that he can't win because they have talent there, plenty of it. But the bottom line is, I will never believe until I see it with my own eyes that he's better than Joe Madden. They fired Joe Madden for a guy that's never managed a day in his life. To me, that's a grave error. And I don't care. You know, all these people also make this guy Theo Epstein out to be a genius, too, because he won in Boston and then he won in Chicago. So he's set for life. He's a genius. But, um, you know, I got to tell you, I, I have a hard time swallowing this hire to, in terms of you know, that he, like, you got rid of a guy that won you the World Series for the first time in 108 years, and you fired him three years later for a guy that's never managed a day in his life. I have a problem with that. Yeah, look, it's just the way that it goes now across baseball. The days of the manager who is an actual manager are fading, and they're almost gone. Uh, right now, what teams want in managers are guys who are good with the media, who will sit up there at the podium and be cool, calm, and collected talking to the media and who are willing to let the general manager fill out the lineup card. Uh, that is the guys that they want, and that's why you're seeing a lot of guys now, whether it be Aaron Boone, whether it be Ross, whether it be 
let's say if the Mets, what, who knows what they're doing, but if it is Eduardo Perez, which, whatever, you're seeing guys who have been doing some media before they get the job. Ross has been doing media the last couple of years. Boone did before the Yankee job because they're good talkers and they're good standing up there talking to the media. And they have no experience being a manager, so they don't mind letting the general manager fill, tell them how to how to light, write the lineup card. Whereas guys like Joe Madden and guys like Dusty Baker and guys like Mike Sosha and guys like, you know, these guys have been managing for a long time. They are the old school way of how managing was done forever. They, you know, you give me the players and I'm going to run the team. And that's not how managing is done anymore. It is now done this new way. And that's just, you know, that's just the way it's going to yeah, go. You got to be kidding me that uh, that now you're telling me that, and I think you're right, that that's what's happening. But I have a hard time absorbing that. So a guy can talk to the media is all you need to do to be a manager now in Major League Baseball. Then I should be the Pirates manager. Look, I think that it plays into it now. I think they want guys who are. That have no managing experience. And they just Look, know they're all to, getting hired with no managing experience. They know how to do an interview. They're all getting hired with no so, managing experience. So that's the key to being a manager now in baseball is being able to do an interview. But well, I'm going to puke. Being I'm good puke. with the media seems to be a prerequisite now because they're all getting hired with the same thing. I need a guy that knows how to manage a team. Those guys and a are done. Those guys are gone. And pick the right guys to play. Computers and, and, do that now. Well. That's that's those in, days are gone. That's insanity. The days of those managers are they are the minority in this league now. The majority now is the computers are going to fill the lineup card. The computers are going to tell you who to bring in to pitch against which hitter, and that's so that. So stats and graphs. You are there. There's no that's what more you said, charts, charts and, graphs. and graphs. There is no more such thing as gut feel or I got a feel on this guy or I'm going to try to hit and run here. It is now. Charts and graphs. So all they that have to is do. it. So every Computers guy, run the game so now. So every guy that hits 210 is in the lineup. Well, it, depend, it, it depends he, on what they do. And he's making $40 million well, hitting 210. This is what it is. So let's start the Managers don't that, manage anymore. So let's start the guys that can't hit at all, ever. Let's put them in the lineup. None the of them can hit. Nobody in this league hits anymore. And you wonder why no one watches baseball anymore and no one gives a rat's you, ass about Matt, it. The title of manager should be changed. Those not, games, you're not a manager anymore. Those World Series games were so bad in D.C., I swear to God, I didn't watch one minute of it. It was so tough to watch. Me and you were in here on Friday night. We had we were done by ten thirty. We were we couldn't even watch it anymore. I can't. Saturday night I had it on for a little bit and I was like, this is brutal. It sucks. And then last night I got back from the Islander game. It was probably it was only the second or third. Why wouldn't you have watched that that Packer Chief game? Was I was going back and forth. I was but but I was barely on the World Series because I'll tell you what game was better than both of them. The game that was better than both of them was the Nets Grizzlies game. I saw the overtime game where John Morant had thirty and Kyrie had thirty six and John Morant blocked uh, Kyrie's game winning. Shot and then they got a last second three from uh, Crowder from the top of the arc and 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 won the game. That game was better than any game I watched yesterday at all of any sport. And I didn't watch one minute of the World Series because it sucked. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Every week the games keep getting bigger. Pharrellonthebench.com will be ready. Great picks, incredible prize, sweet return. Pharrellonthebench.com sets the standard. Every play, every sport, every day. College, pros, NBA, NHL, boxing, UFC, baseball, you get everything. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up 
today. Hide the money from your wife. Steelers win 27-14. I hit the Steelers on the money line to win, and I had the uh, Dolphins and 15 and a half. They covered. How do you like them apples? Not bad. So, Carver High, and I want to get back to your calls in a second. If you're on hold, don't worry. I'm coming to you. But do you think that, uh, like, this whole Scherzer thing, can you even believe it? Like, I've heard all this stuff. Uh, spasms are involuntary muscle contractions that are painful. They can uh, occur as the body's protective response of an injured area so as to not result in further injury. Whatever. Where do they find this stuff? Like, uh, how in God's name can you explain to me? And, I mean, Chris tried to. I still can't accept it. I don't understand what happened to him. Like, what what happened? How? In, are you telling me he had a bad night's sleep and he ended up crippled? Like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, he has had these issues in the past. It was really a bad time for it to show up. That's for sure. How can you trust him? After? But I was <laughs> stunned when I saw yesterday that he wasn't going to pitch in that game. This is a guy, and here's where I know. They needed that game. But, but here's where I know that this wasn't just a thing of him not being tough or anything like that. If you remember... That dude pitched. Remember when he got blasted in the face with a ball or something like that? Right. Like he pitched like the, through like almost a no hitter the next day. Like he, he was, this dude. He, he, he wants tough. the ball and he is tough. He must have been in some kind of pain yesterday to not take the ball in Game Five of the World Series. I don't get it. I just it. thought there's something. He had to be in serious pain. Don't you think that there's some semblance of truth to? Well, he had his chance and he passed on it, and he's not going to get it again. He's not going to get that ball. Well, he's hoping that he gets the ball Wednesday night, obviously. He's going to need Strasburg to win on Tuesday. I don't think he's going to get Tuesday. the ball. Um, yeah, look, I, I, the way that this series has gone, I, I can't say anymore that, you know, something's not going to happen or this is going to happen. We all thought that the Astros were done going to D.C. down 2-0. They end up winning all three games. Now everybody thinks the Nats are done. It's really weird to see a road team win every game of a series like this so far. I'm not saying they're going to go win both games in Houston, but would I be stunned if the, if Steven Strasburg pitched lights out tomorrow night and, they, and he beats Verlander again? No, I would not. Uh, uh, Mafia, do you, how do you feel about it? Do you think that, uh, that he's going to get to pitch in game seven, or do you think that Verlander, because he's had two closeout games, he, he failed twice, now he's got a third chance at a closeout. I, I just... I have a hard time believing that, um, you know, the guy had his chance to pitch game five and pass, thinking that he'd get it in seven. I, I just have this weird feeling he'll never get the chance. He had the chance and didn't and didn't take it. I'm not going to write off that he can't get the chance as far as that they can't go to seven because this game, the series has been so wacky. I didn't think it was over when it was 0-2. I did not expect it to be 3-2 going back to Houston this way. I figured maybe Houston can, you know, get a game or two and be back 3-2 and have to win both of them at home. In six and seven, I mean, now they have either one they win, they're in. You know, they get the trophy, so it's a perfect situation for them. I did not expect that. Strasburg can get it done. He's got a good chance of, you know, doing it despite Verlander being on the other side of things. His bat's got to wake up. My concern more so is that I don't think he's going to get another chance because if he's this messed up from that on game, you know, on Sunday, a couple days later from the way this sounds, I mean, this hit him hard in September. I can't expect him in three or four days being okay and ready to go. So, um, uh, so you, so I you, think even if it gets to a seven, I don't think he's going to be healthy enough to throw. Oh, you don't think he'll even pitch in game seven? I think he'll get a chance. The, the way this is being described, especially that you know Chris was just telling us, you know, basically took away a month of his season already, and to have it come again at the most inopportune time, I don't think he's going to be ready.
So do you think that um, if they go to seven, if they win tomorrow night and go to seven and he doesn't pitch, then I'm assuming you're giving them no chance to win the seventh game. I'm not giving them no chance, but the chances are you know hugely diminished if they're throwing when, anybody else out there. We I saw, what saw those guys Joe do. Ross was oh, going to pitch. I saw that. I'm like, that's that game over there. If I lived literally closer to the FanDuel, I would have driven 90 miles an hour to go over there and make a bet. But you don't need to now with a mobile app. I'm just saying, like, the minute I saw Ross was pitching, I, like, I have nothing bad to say about Ross. I just knew that he wasn't going to win. Right, some <laughs> guy in a spot start out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> game day of game five of the World Series, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I saw he was pitching, I'm like, oh, that's over. If, 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 if Strasburg wins tomorrow night and there is a game seven on Wednesday and Scherzer is going to pitch and take the ball, I will bet on him on Wednesday night. You'll bet on Scherzer. If he does not, and it's going to be, you know, Annabelle Sanchez against Granky or whatever. whatever so you're betting on you're betting on the Nationals and Strasburg in Game Six. I'm saying if they win tomorrow night, I will. I'm not. I can't bet on that game tomorrow night. This has been way too weird. What's going on in this series? All the road teams winning. Very bizarre to me. I can't touch that game tomorrow. But if they win tomorrow, and I and I get assurances that Scherzer's going to pitch on Wednesday. I will definitely lay it on Scherzer because that guy is going to be pumped if he actually gets a chance to get the ball on Wednesday. All right, Taylor in Philadelphia, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, bro? How are you doing tonight? Can hey, I man. get a uh, Budweiser Tall Boy and a shot? Yeah, get him a, 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 a cold Budweiser and a shot to go with it. There you go. Yeah, uh, you were talking earlier about how uh, it's almost like these older managers that want to manage the game in baseball are getting phased out because of analytics and stuff. You know, I'm an Indians fan. I mean, should we cut bait with Tito? No way. No No way. way. No way do I cut him. He's the best thing that ever happened to them. Oh, I completely agree. I think he's a great manager, but, you know, there's talks around town where they're like, we need something better. We need, like, a World Series winning manager, which, you know, granted, Cheeto has one with the Phillies. Well, who's going to do better than him? World Series winning manager is what you're looking for? Well, who's that going to be then? You you had Joe Girardi. He just went to the Phillies. Uh, Joe Madden just went to the Angels. Uh, Oh, Mike Socia, you can go get him. He's not better than Tito. I mean, who's out there that you're talking about winning yeah, World Series? We maybe get one of these, like, uh, you know, one of these analytic club, like Sean McVay type. Oh, uh, just stop. What's next now? Did this guy just ask me? He basically the, wants to get rid of Did he just ask me that the NFL coach should be the manager of the Indians? No, he's saying somebody like – he wants to get the new next young thing is what he's saying, like the Sean McVay of, the, of MLB. What he's saying is he wants – is he feeling that because the way that – the MLB's going right now. So everybody else is doing it. They, we should do it, too. They have an old-school manager in Tito Francona. Should we get rid of him and go to the young, let the general manager manage the team, and you're the young face and, you know, analytics, which the Indians use a lot of, by the way. I, the Indians are known for as an organization that uses a lot of analytics, even though they have an old-school manager like Francona. Um, but that's what he's basically saying. Wow. All right. So I I do not believe that the Indians should get rid of Tito uh, for some young guy that uh, is a popular flavor of the day. Does anyone disagree with that? Like, I'm not getting rid of Tito for anybody at this point, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not either, but I side with the old school manager. So, 
It is what it is. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't appreciate the whole. Let's get rid of every good manager in baseball so that we can get some young kid that knows how to uh, uh, read a computer. You know what I mean? Like, give me a break. I, I just am not buying it. So, you know. I mean, uh, you know, I think that teams win with talent, right? And pitching and, you know, defense and hitting. And it has nothing to do with computers. I, I did, That's all there is to it. The game of baseball, you're telling me that for hundreds of years they've been playing baseball, right? And you're telling me now all of a sudden in 20... 19 because people are hot for computers and and uh this whatever your word you're using analytics that be, that baseball is now about analytics and it's not about pitching hitting and defense it's the same sport for years i mean do you understand how many years this is uh the fad of the month so analytics in the last what 10 years has been going on about the last 10 years well, since Moneyball, right is that about right so Moneyball changed all this, and now everybody wants to be like that, right? But what about the uh, every World Series and every team that won a title leading up to that that never used it? They never used it ever. All the great teams in history, you're telling me, that never used it ever. Now all of a sudden they need to use it to win? Give me a break. I'm going to puke. I really am. Doing More is brought to you by The Home Depot. Visit homedepot.com for details on flooring, appliances, and bathroom home improvements. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Let's take a look at a player who's doing more for his team. Knicks forward Bobby Portis tonight went off. A big comeback against the Bulls at the Garden. 28 points, 11 boards, 2 dimes, 2 blocks as New York wins. 105-98 at home at the Garden. I even bet on him tonight to win outright over the Bulls. Took the Knicks to win outright and bet on him. you got to love it. Bobby Portis doing more for his team. It's brought to you by the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Jay in Alaska, you're on a bench. Oh, my God. Uh, Jay, you got, you got it all under control now? Yeah, sorry about that. I had right. my phone on the right. speaker. Hey, man, uh, I, I love you because you, you tell it just how forrelling it is. And I, I got a question, man. I, I, I'm a diehard Raider fan, and I'm one of the few people that have had Gruden's back because I think he, he really knows what he's right, doing. Right. And I think we got the right quarterback in Derek Carr. But this guy is having to live in the you know the short to intermediate world because he doesn't have anybody that could take the top off the defense. And I'm wondering, if, I wanted to get your take. Why are they not going out and getting somebody like Josh Gordon or A.J. Green to take the top? I mean, all right, so um... – you know, I do the show here on CBS Sports Radio. It's rated G. D- does that does that work for everybody? Rated G. It's not rated PG. It's not rated PG-13. It's definitely not rated R. Okay? We're rated G here. Family radio. Gotta stop using all the dirty words. Even dirty slang. Not gonna work here. There you go. The guy's original question before he lost his mind was, what's wrong with the Raiders? Why won't they go get star players? Well, uh, I think the Raiders looked fantastic yesterday, if you ask me. I mean, what are they, three and four? They're the best three and four team in the league. I mean, are they not? They have been in every game. They are playing everyone uh, tooth and nail down to the wire. So I think they're a good football team. I don't think they need anything, to be honest with you. You want a bunch of over-the-top uh, over priced players? 
you know, make a trade. They don't need Melvin Gordon. They already have uh, Josh Jacobs. He's a badass. Um, you want uh, you want to get a better receiver? Meanwhile, Williams is is catching everything they throw his way. I, I don't think they need anything, to be honest with you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.